Hey y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your hosts, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. If you would like to improve the sound quality and visuals to any of the content that you're creating, be sure to check out TryBoxedUp at TryBoxedUp on Instagram or TryBoxedUp.com. What's poppin', y'all? This episode, we are talking about the, I guess, drama, comedy, very dark, sometimes moments of funny. (laughs) Okay. 1998. (laughs) Ice Cube, uh, written and directed production, Players Club. His debut. (laughs) Was it? Yeah. Like this was his this was his first like uh movie. Friday was directed. No, wait, that he directed. Directed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. My bad. Yeah, you right. Uh huh. (laughs) I know you question you. Yeah. (laughs) Evan, Evan told me that. Thanks, Evan, for the alley you. Skidoosh. (laughs) Wait, who said that? I don't know. Skidoosh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so some of my quotes are like really funny and then some of them are really dark because this movie is like strangely like for this to be fully written by Ice Cube, like he really wanted to to tell the 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 dangers and the dark side of the strip club. I mean for real it's though. Not just ass and titties. Ass and titties. Ass and titties. Ass and titties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole jam. We should really make that a whole album, though. <laughs> Have some titties. Anywho, um, <laughs> I just came to dance for y'all. That's it. Like that one. That is what immediately pops in my head when I think of this movie. But that's so dark. You know what pops in my head? Make the money. Don't let it make you. That's dark too. <laughs> I mean, but it was like. Oh, what? That's right. It was yeah. Hmm. How is it dark? Because it's 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 a cautionary phrase. I don't know how else to phrase that. <laughs> I feel like that can apply to anything. It can because cautionary money is the root of all evil. Right. Yeah. Well, how that's still. It? Still, still a little because you know. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, just. <laughs> okay I mean I mean you have those and then you have blue if I raise up it's gonna be trouble trouble like <laughs> in comparison don't let the make money make you see a little dark <laughs> that, okay you're right you're right <laughs> immediately <laughs> immediately right Brooklyn do something to make me feel better now, now, what about that, that was, one? That one little dark too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe you got a point. There are some really dark moments, for sure. For and then sure. there's some really funny ones. Like, if you're looking for some fine asses, you need to keep on looking. But if you're looking for holes <laughs> and bullet holes, cigarette burns and stab wounds, you're in the right damn place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Us was raw for that shit. I loved him. I loved him as the character in this movie, especially because he was just, <laughs> he 
He was like, don't give a fuck. I'm going to tell you the honest truth. All y'all look crazy here, except for my girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I love that. Okay, so I've always wondered if this actually came from specifically from this movie or if this is just the first place I heard it. But Super mm-hmm. Save a Ho. Thank you, Super Save a Ho. I thought it, I think it did come from. Did it originate here? <laughs> Look at Ice Cube doing things for the coaching. I really think it might have originated here, Super Save a Ho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll stick with it. Another die. <laughs> I feel like that. Yep. That's the theory and we're sticking to it. So, I mean, unless somebody want to call in and check us. Who want to check me, boo? Just kidding. Another uh, dark <laughs> quote of we just using what we got to get what we want. Oh. I mean, but that's, but that's real though. And can be applied to other things. Still a little dark. And, and compared to, did you at least pinch the bench? <laughs> Where all the extra ends come from? Pinched the bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, there were some very funny parts. And so I think that's where it kind of comes in with the with the comedy. Especially with Bernie <laughs> Mac. I mean... Oh, my gosh. Bucket naked. <laughs> they public hairs. Titties. It started in Africa. Long time ago. Long, long, long time ago, white men went to Africa. And he saw these beautiful black women walking around, singing, dancing, working, living in the nude. Bucket naked. You can see they public hairs. This white man went from village to village to seek out these beautiful black women, watching them perform in the new Dennis Ace. <laughs> <laughs> it was like such a spaz. Like, calm down. <laughs> oh my gosh. What he say? Um, nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he like this? Why? Especially with his little uh alley into the into the the dressing room. Come on now. <laughs> Talk about inappropriate. <laughs> Money upstairs. <laughs> you all sitting around. Shit. Money. Money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> and that button <laughs> it's the Sunday alarm they went running baby come on girls you know what that means it's money upstairs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at these old stampy <laughs> okay shit but okay <laughs> I, I, pay for horses pay for horses pay for horses <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I love this movie I love it. Me too. I, that, I'm trying to remember. When did I watch it? I watched it when I was in college. That was my first time watching it. I definitely did not get to see it when it first came out because I think this was the time where my mom was like, oh, rated our movies. Even though I had been watching them since like, okay, since like you were three. I guess the concept <laughs> of the strip club was like just too much. That's where she drew the line. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was very inspired by this movie. So (laughs) (laughs) I think she was protecting you. (laughs) Okay. All right. You know, that's parenting. I was like, 
Make the money, don't let it make you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna go out and do this. No, I didn't. I did. I did. Okay. But that's the end <laughs> of my uh, Ronnie Ho quotes. <laughs> See what I did there? See what I did there? See what you did there? <laughs> okay, wait. So, who was the guy at the front door? Damn it. That was Ronnie? Ezel? Oh, no. <laughs> Ronnie was the, the evil stripper. No, Lil Man. Yeah, Lil Man. Also known as Ezel from Friday because half of the cast is from Friday, but you know, <laughs> I guess when you're working with your friends, you just keep the money going. You're right. You're I didn't right. get pay y'all much on Friday, so just come with me for this other movie. And then Jamie Foxx had his little debut in here. Did he? He was already on uh, Live a Color, but you know, it might have been. Well, I thought Booty Call gonna... was his first movie. It might have been. I didn't do my research. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Friday cast, uh, Stanley growing a goatee, he was a whole different person to me. Like, it took me a long time before I realized that Professor Mills is Stanley. Get out of here. That's not true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm really corny because I always thought it was interesting that Casey and Brooklyn work for St. Louis, like Kansas City, Brooklyn, and St. Louis. They're all like a gang. Like, I, okay, I'm corny. All right, just me. Yeah, all right. Just you. I'm okay. sorry. Over <laughs> my head. <laughs> so we can talk about how this film basically chronicles... Um, Diana Diamond and have the worst month ever. Like you can you get to an argument and break up with your boyfriend. And harassed at school. Your teacher see you stripping. Ronnie is grabbing you by the draws. <laughs> your job gets shot up. You follow home by a creep. You see your cousin, your boyfriend in bed together. You have to shoot at him, kick out your cousin. <laughs> he gotta you got to get raped. You got to beat up the bitch that's been <laughs> sexually assaulted you in the past. <laughs> and then your job burns down. But graduation. Did you mention the stalker too? Yeah. 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 Uh, girl. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a second, though. <laughs> Fucking fuck ever. <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> what? What What kind of karma? What happened? Like, <laughs> What kind of bad juju did you ask to come <laughs> upon you to have all that dumped on you at one time? But sometimes that's how life be though for real. Mm. <laughs> be like one thing after another. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely a shitstorm. Month from hell. Hell. <laughs> but you know, honestly though, all of it was bad for her in the first place. So I wonder it it was all of it happened for her to learn. And to recognize it, where she was doing and where she was, wasn't where she needed to be. You sound like her damn daddy. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> I'll take that as being wise, because you know what? I <laughs> I meant that, okay? <laughs> I meant it, right? Um, so I feel like, but seriously, because all, all of the things that happened had... She she been in that relationship any longer. He would have cheated not not only with with her cousin at some point, but with another <laughs> woman. <laughs> you know, later down the line, like at like a family reunion or something. I don't know. Not at a family reunion. 
hey, you know, things happen. Um, I did think <laughs> it was trash of him to downplay or combat her so aggressively about uh, working at the strip club when that's where they met. Okay, like, oh, my boy's going to see you. Okay, nigga, and <laughs> what? You want a but it's not now? like I started stripping after me and you was going to bro. You met me right. at the strip club, and you and you saw all my body parts then. Bucket so. naked, bucket naked, I love that show, <laughs> baby, baby. I bought me a stripper pole, and even though I'm recovering from surgery, I'm, I'm about to get on it. Ow. Please don't. Wait. Please give yourself another uh, four to six weeks. <laughs> you right. You right. <laughs> as much as I support that for you, just not, not, not right now. Heal first. You lucky because it's not up yet. It's not okay, up good. Yet. Good. I was going to do it before my surgery. Don't put it up. Don't don't put it up because I don't need no temptation. Did you diagnose Diamond or Nah? <laughs> nah. She was a surviving hoe. I'm just kidding. She, she wasn't a hoe. She wasn't a hoe. That was not nice. <laughs> this pose looks like Roddy that make it Every, hard for that women make, like her. That's right. Diamond was a diamond. No. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That that really came out inappropriately. <laughs> it's just hope. Well, Roddy said that's just what they gonna call you upstairs. So you better get ready for it. You right. Whole thing. Whole thing. But yes, y'all stop um, calling strippers hoes because they don't all be hoes. They don't all be hoes. They really are entrepreneurs. The majority don't. The they're majority entrepreneurs don't. and they're gymnasts. Okay, they're they're yeah. entertainers, performers, they're entertainers, performers, dancers. I would I I feel like the term stripper is dated. You know, like how we don't say transsexual anymore. We shouldn't be saying stripper anymore i'm going to start this advocacy this this movement hashtag exotic dancer you know like we're gonna make sure okay i'm gonna shut that shit up okay um (laughs) i think too the glamorization of stripping has come such a long way where you can definitely tell that this movie was made in the 90s where there was still so much negative connotation on the strip club and being a stripper whereas now Mm -hmm. all these hoes want to be strippers everybody everybody get the bbl to look like the strippers okay Honestly, everybody in pole aerobics class. Girl. Everybody is wearing clear heels now because you know everybody. I feel like clear heels are reserved for strippers. Like they earned them, they deserve them. Other people should not be wearing them. But everybody got on clear heels now, and it's yeah. just it's like y'all love these strippers. So if you are being rude to a stripper in 2022, do better. Do better. Do better. Okay. Because you want to be like them. Everything that you mm. do is it, it come from them. All right. So. Mm. Be respectful of your influences. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be serious. No. Okay. okay. Another person <laughs> that I did not diagnose is Blue. Um, I did, however, give him a Z code of other problem related to employment, where he was like, "I just don't think it's fair that you charge me 25% interest on the money that you loan me when you already take 30% out of my check." Yo, let me tell you something about strip clubs, okay? You get taxed for everything as an employee there, okay? If you're a bartender, you're paying a tip out. If you're a stripper, you're paying a tip out. If you're a DJ, you're paying a tip out. All you do is spend records. <laughs> Everybody playing the club. Everybody playing the fucking club. I just don't get it. 
But and then here's the other part: strippers actually pay the DJ. They tip the DJ and security. And so it's like, okay, so who does a strip club pay? You need to open a strip club. That's the lesson that I got from this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So once again, the film is uh, acting <laughs> as a, a motivator for your entrepreneurial spirit. I'm glad that throughout time, Ice Cube can continue to give this, <laughs> provide this to I you. I just, yes, it's just always an inspiration. Always, always. <laughs> Like, I just love this movie. Yeah, that the greed, the greed of it all. Uh, as we see with all. Dollar Bill, where he's making all of this money and charging all these people, but he still owes St. Louis so much money that they got to kill him. I, you know, I really wondered, like, why don't you just pay the man his money? Little man said, I think you should pay him. <laughs> when you gonna pay him? You gonna pay him, right? Right. Because they are out here fucking me up. Okay, they they didn't ring around the rosy with the man in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> not ring around the rosy. <laughs> and then and then they made him root off the red nosed reindeer. That was so not nice. <laughs> that was not nice. It was in the background. That's just not let me in. <laughs> right, right. And you know that was his. That was his only important place in life. He took that job very seriously, okay? And being embarrassed in front of them like that, man. Oh, his poor little man. man. Hey, <laughs> poor little man. <laughs> but for uh, many of those reasons, that is why I di- diagnosed Dollar Bill with antisocial personality disorder. Um, I felt that he met the criteria of <laughs> failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful behaviors as indicated by repeatedly performing acts that are grounds for arrest. He had warrants, so they they definitely took him in. When they found him, they found him in a trunk and still took him in. Um, <laughs> Deceitfulness as indicated by repeated lying or conning others for personal profit or pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And impulsivity or failure to plan ahead irritability as indicated by repeated physical fights or assaults, reckless disregard for safety of self or others, consistent irresponsibility as indicated by repeated failure to to honor financial obligations, (laughs) and lack of remorse as indicated by being indifferent or rationalizing, having hurt, mistreated, or stolen from another. (laughs) You know, when you first started, I said, how... And then when you went through all the facts here, I was like, damn, did they really just copy paste? <laughs> Antisocial, but make it entertaining. <laughs> the yeah, category is. Right. <laughs> and Bernie said, assignment understood. Understood. Oh, my beer. <laughs> right. An antisocial strip club owner. That That's the part that makes you successful is the antisocial Hard. You need that. You need that. You rem- need it. <laughs> a piece to it's be able to core, navigate. The yeah. navigate. Mm-hmm. The, the shittery mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I made that the shittery <laughs> of it all. <laughs> <laughs> because seriously, <sighs> though, that was a shit show. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I am convinced that Dollar Bill knew that uh, Ronnie and Tricks was hoeing out at these bachelor parties yes, and was getting a cut of that as well. And that's why him and Trix well, was, had the relationship that they had. Well, I really didn't appreciate. I, okay. I, 
why what was ronnie like the super predators uh, oh my god it was like they they said we want a super villain <laughs> right think green goblin think dr doom yeah. uh you know yeah. uh Catwoman. we need a super villain yeah. uh stripper but mm-hmm. her superpower are, is her lesbianism right because like they what else could she lesbianism yes and i was like oh my god she couldn't just be gay but she had to use her lesbianism as her evil strength <laughs> i was like this is sick it's so sick like they don't be they don't, come on now that's <laughs> uh, and the way that you're gonna tell her she the evil one is by her hair <laughs> With the spikiness of the blondes and the the shape sharps, she just ooh, she was just ooh, her her, her demeanor of it too, just like she just talked. I'm not trying to turn you out. I'm trying to put you on some game because closed legs don't get paid. Ew, <laughs> I like her. And then her brother. Did you diagnose her brother? I said, I diagnosed her and I struggled with diagnosing him. Because other than him being a rapist and with his substance, I did substance intoxication. Oh, well, yeah. And there's really nothing else to diagnose him with. Yeah. Like he is the perpetrator of a violent sexual assault. Yeah. And substance intoxication. We know nothing else about this man besides that he's besides in prison, that. hopefully still to this day, and never got married. Oh my Fucking god. Junior. Fucking junior. junior. I get it. Like, yeah, I never <laughs> any junior that I, I can think of in the media is like fucking junior. Like even on blackish. Fucking junior. <laughs> <laughs> like, who now owns he's gonna run the spinoff on Gronish so Yara's kinda done and now it's focusing on him I know he's cute he's, he's cute. not but okay he's okay. cute I like that for you he's hmm. cute he's <laughs> not so, oh. so mean <laughs> he's not <laughs> <laughs> but I diagnosed Ronnie with narcissistic personality disorder yes. with the criteria that I felt that she fit was having a grandiose sense of self-importance, expecting to be recognized as superior without commensurate achievements, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited for her. I put power. I run this motherfucker. <laughs> My nail's mm-hmm. not long enough, so I don't have the same effect. Believes that uh, he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or associate with other special or high-class status people. I wasn't too sure about that one, but I did feel like she felt that she ran the club and, like, other people no, yeah. beneath her. Yeah, and I mean, so- she had a whole sidekick and everything. Like, <laughs> Yes. Requires excessive admiration, has a sense of entitlement, and interpersonally exploitive, lacks empathy, and believes that others are envious of him or her and shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. I didn't even really know what the word haughty meant, but like, I felt like if you look up the the definition of haughty, it's a picture of her. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, my, you know, my favorite scene though, however, especially ironically, it's on BET at the exact time where she's slapping the guy's ass 
at the party, at the bachelor party. <laughs> you know, that is Oh, like, but if you watched it on BET, then you didn't even get the full the full effect of it. <laughs> you didn't though. You didn't. But she it's was probably like, if you it. don't assume the Mickey Ficky position. <laughs> right, exactly. Probably not even the full like clip of it uh, either. But that's that's the like iconic scene for me when I think of Players Club too, is that one. And I'm not exactly sure why Ice Cube felt like he needed to show that white man's cheeks, but he did. I don't know. I think it's a Hollywood, like, oh, we're going to add bonus points. It's like a game and you get extra points. Like, bing, 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 bing. If you add white booty cheeks in your hmm. in your movie or okay. your show, and you, mm-hmm. get bing, 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 and you get bigger ratings and extra like points. Like an algorithm. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Courtney. Yes. <laughs> we got all of these black booty cheeks in the movie. Let's put some white man booty cheeks in the movie. Bring a little white, and then you got bing, 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 bing. You get a little, a little extra, a little extra <laughs> viewers. <laughs> That's my theory. Yeah, but it was that whole scene was really, it was really. I didn't understand it when I first watched the movie. <laughs> right? It was like, is this youngster? <laughs> Like, but I, I guess, guess it, it gave us more for her, her character. It did. It, mm-hmm. it showed the domineering type of personality that she has mm-hmm. and like her approach to be. So her her sexual, sexual self is to be in control, domineering. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yeah. yeah. And also, it also showed how the Players Club was able to operate while running a prostitution ring through the Bachelor Clubs because when they opened the door for Ronnie, the police officer is like, yeah, I got everything straight with uh, with Dollar Bill. We should be good. Oh, shit. I completely (laughs) missed that. Maybe it got cut out on the BET version. You never know how they... What? He said that. Wait, so uh-huh. oh, it's like that. It's the rain, and that's why they were so hated, and they owe people money and all the foolishness. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the black cops wasn't having it, they and was they not. came. And <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, but kind of they was, and so if you listen, when. <laughs> Freeman and Peters are taking uh, Ronnie and Junior and Trix off the jail. He's like, mm-hmm. as much free pussy as I done gave y'all. So they were coming into the club. And- oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so they weren't, it was they weren't home. always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And just further speaks to Dollar Bill's antisocial personality. Mm-hmm. His manipulation and using of authority figures and getting them to agree to his crimes mm-hmm. <laughs> so that he can continue to function. Why does he owe that man so much money, Mr. Armstrong? Mr. Armstrong is her daddy. I mean, not Mr. Armstrong. Um, what's his name? St. Louis. Guy named St. Louis. Oh, child, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just know he ain't paying him. <laughs> No, after you wake me up with a shotgun and make me hold the gun in my mouth, I think I would give you your money. I think I would be like, okay, he ain't playing. Um, okay. I would at least put you on a payment plan. Like, I would put some installments in. <laughs> to at buy least. me some more time. 
I need something. <laughs> Cause um, hmm, damn. <laughs> you ain't gonna catch me like that another time. I tell you that. Mm-mm. And even still, with the the secret alley from the to the office to the right, to the, I, he still was going to the same place. Like how you yeah. know they know you in there, bro. And the thing was that he didn't even know Clyde and Reggie was like staking him out. So there's people in your club who are here looking specifically for you and they are just in here regularly and you Mm -hmm. don't even know. So your life is just constantly in danger. Which could cause some of the 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 (laughs) irritability could add to some of his irritability. Mm hmm. Trouble, trouble. I think that's it. The anxiety was like on yes. him. Like he mm-hmm. physically exhibited the the anxiousness. Like, yeah, I yeah, having all that, I'd be anxious too. It's a stressful yeah. situation. <laughs> like <laughs> trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Bernie. <laughs> yes. Uh, just Crystal Wilson, the woman who played Ronnie, said that Ice Cube came to her and was like, So there's three people who I'm just letting go. He was like, So you, Jamie Foxx, and Bernie Mac. Like, mm-hmm. you know what the script say about the scene, but just do what you feel. And so Jamie, Bernie, and her were able to just say whatever the fuck they wanted to say in the movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. Interesting. Which is why Cristal was able to be such a supervillain because she was like, she took it even further. Like she even talks about the fight scene and how some of that was like them actually really pushing each other because they were doing things that wasn't in the script. And so the one mm-hmm. time Lisa Ray like really pushed her and she really jumped back at her. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. shoot. You know, you, you can't have a show club and not have a girl fight. Like, what? It's stereotypical. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Does it go down like that in the locker room at a strip club? Like, because mm-hmm. customers only see, like, so, right. <laughs> yeah, we only see everybody pretty jowled up after they've showered. We don't know what goes on in, in, the, in the locker room. Like, I can only imagine what happens back there. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. I think they really, yeah. Mm. I can't, I, I can't, I can't imagine because there's so many different personalities of stripper. That's true. You do have, I mean, I feel like in any woman like situation where there's a group of women, you have, you know, your different type of cliques and groups, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the dominant one, someone like a Ronnie, mm-hmm. there's always a Ronnie, you know? Mm. So, Yeah. My hope is that all Ronnies get their asses whooped like Ronnie did. You know, yeah, eventually they do. Because you can have strong leadership skills and not manipulate people <laughs> and exploit them. <laughs> and see, this is why you need a house mom. A house yes, mom yes. is where she keeps and regulates. I am in charge of the girls. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I'm in charge of the girls. <laughs> I am in charge of the girls. Listen, 
That's exactly right. You need someone to be in charge of the girls. Okay. And there was no one in charge of the girls. And this is what happens when there's no house mother. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or someone abuses that privilege because it does. It almost seems like that is what Trix was supposed to have been doing and was Mm. not. Yeah. Because she actually in reality was a flunky to Ronnie. That's true. Mm-hmm. And she was dating uh, Dollar Bill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think she got put in that position without reason. Well, <laughs> you know, and the house mom, that's a serious job, though. Because she makes mm-hmm. sure that the girls don't go out there smelling funky, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, she she makes sure they look good and... You Ain't know, selling they, ass. Right? They got their wig on tight. And, you know, she take care of the girls. And that's why they got to pay her, too. Because if this... Oh, goodness. <laughs> but if this honestly and truly was not a whole house, like little man said, when he told Diamond, your cousin's a hoe, why was she allowed to leave the club with the men when her shift wasn't over? Why was that allowed to happen? Because it, th- because no one was in charge of the girls. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, no one was in charge of the girls. That's right. Because, mm. yeah, your house mama ain't going to let you go out there with the men's, men's like that. And, and your shift you do, ain't over. And it, you, ain't coming ain't back. Over. you ain't coming back. <laughs> Don't come back here. <laughs> and I diagnosed Ebony because, girl, all this happened in a month. You was only out there for a month. Ebony was, um, she was a train wreck. But it, it almost—that's just who she is. <laughs> okay, so part of because the fact that all of this happened within a month's time, I did diagnose her with adjustment disorder with disturbance and conduct. I feel like she could not handle the big city living, coming to Atlanta, doing all of that. She got swept up in it. It's just uh, where there is marked distress that is out of proportion of the severity or intensity of the stressor, taking into account the external context and cultural factors that might influence symptom severity and presentation and causes impairment in social, occupational, and other areas of functioning, which are important. And like, so because she's only there for a month, it seemed like she couldn't handle the adjustment, which impacted her she didn't seek out a regular job. Like why Diamond just didn't hire her at the shoe store to begin with or put her on at the shoe store. I don't know. But she instead was like, oh, so I'll be a stripper. When can I start? Immediately. And went that way. (laughs) With making friends, she didn't really try. She wasn't able in a position to make a friend group with the other just normal girls. She immediately got sucked up into the um, negative relationships with Ronnie and Trix and viewing Mm -hmm. them as more friendly than they actually were. And then her social with her, uh, I guess, just disrespecting her cousin house. You walking around in your drawers in this woman's house and you know her man there. You let him in. We'd have to have a conversation. Yes, then. Yeah. 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 Then. He ain't nobody. Even more reason why you should have on some pants. Right. The disrespect. Well, okay. So <laughs> I think to add to what you're saying, I also feel like, you know, she, what age is is she? I mean, what are, what age are we assuming? Like, that's a good question because what you know, we also see is her coming in, her immediately drinking more, 
her mm-hmm. immediately um, smoking. Like we see her just falling on maladaptive coping skills mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. And so her age is a good question. I'm not sure if she was 18 or 21 or exactly where she is. But all I do know is that she's been taking care of herself for a long motherfucking time now. <laughs> she don't need nobody to watch her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I say that because that 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 is something to consider for me um, mm-hmm. with her behaviors. You know, like mm-hmm. the age part of it, especially statements like that, um, <laughs> usually <laughs> are coming from the young one. I also feel like what she was doing to like kind of. She was being seductive. I feel like she was kind of, you know, flirting with her guy and everything for that to all have had to transpire. It's, it's very childish and immature to do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Especially where you laying your head. So for me, I feel like the age is a, an important part to consider for her. She was not she was not ready to be out on her own at all. I agree. And I feel like uh, for me, why I went adjustment is because I do I did want something that wasn't as this is indicative of something that she will continue to battle with because of her age mm-hmm. when the symptoms were only present for a month they all came with her moving to Atlanta and then at the end of the movie we do get she went back to Tallahassee and like okay things are okay now so once the stressors removed you being away from home you being outside of this environment like things have calmed down for you yeah. and so that's why I kind of went with adjustment I like that because she, yeah, she was not ready to be out on her own. And then unfortunately, I did also uh, give the Z code of the incident with adult sexual abuse by non-spouse, non-partner <sighs> confirmed. Yeah. Because of the salt by fucking Junior. By Junior, man. That, and if that was just disturbing. That was such a disturbing scene. Mm-hmm. Well. Like, it's hard it to watch It was unnecessary. Yeah, it's unnecessary. Like, I. Okay, and so how I felt is like, as a bachelor party goer, what is your Mm -hmm. responsibility there? That that was something too, because the guys knocked on the door and then, I mean, they left, but... I guess, like, I don't condone this, I'm not leaving. Is it your responsibility to be like, ha ha ha, super save a hoe? And like, like, what is your responsibility? Like, I don't... Men are put in very difficult situations often for or like having if you have morals or being <laughs> like a stand up person, because of like all of the, the toxic things that are that exist out there. Like, uh, what's your responsibility in that? Like, yes, leave. But like, do you is there do you own more responsibility in that situation? Oh, ho, ho, ho. yeah, it's difficult. A part of me is like, yes, of course. And then there's a part of me that's like, no, because you don't know what could have happened with, you know, you, but them having mm. to defend themselves with Junior, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Are you just but, like, I'm not fucking with this nigga no more. Me and this nigga are no longer friends. I'm not associated with him. Like, he's dead to me once you leave. Like, yes, that, but like, is that enough? But is that your responsibility? Like, ah, well, you know, it comes down <laughs> to that whole like I forget the the syndrome of it. Um, when uh, bystander, the bystander, yes. When when you watch someone go, who's who's going through something, but but depending on what other people are doing, they're not going to engage or you know interact with that person who may need help, 
right? Um, but if a person inter- it goes into the situation, then more people are more likely to, you know, help and, and you know, interact or engage with, with some type of rescue, whatever. But in that situation, I feel like th- they outnumbered him. So it was just like, why not? Why not get him off of her? Like, it don't sound pretty in there. Knock down the, knock down the door. I'd have like, if he's like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Everything okay? <laughs> Something. <Right? laughs> Something. Because, you know, yeah, I, I couldn't. I, I couldn't have done nothing just... those last words because I don't. I, I, I don't know what I would have done in that situation. Honestly, quite very honestly, have no idea. I don't know what the responsibilities <sighs> of the men at the party were. I don't. All of it was bad. I think that um, Reggie was evil. I put evil as one of his diagnoses mm-hmm. because that whole situation that was... was like the whole thing was not going in that direction until Reggie said, "Hey, yo, she'll let you fuck." Mm-hmm. We ran a train on her. So all of that because you didn't get what you wanted. <laughs> adding PhD, adding player hating dickhead right. onto the diagnosis for Reggie. Um, I diagnosed Reggie yes. and Clyde together. I have mm-hmm. them both as unspecified disruptive impulse control and conduct disorder just because we oh don't know God. enough about them individually at all to really specify which one. We have no back history to know when the onset of all of this just horribleness <laughs> started. Mm-hmm. They work for St. Louis, so that's their only job. So clearly there's some um, employment and occupational functioning that has been impacted by their uh, the disruptive impulse control and conduct disorder. Mm-hmm. I just, huh, and PhD for Reggie, not Clyde. Clyde, he didn't, he was out smoking with Ronnie. He didn't know what was going on. And, That's true. and just evil. That was really evil. Maybe a little unnecessary written part <laughs> of this movie. I'm, I'm almost glad that Cube played it because if anyone else, like they had like some unknown actor play that, like I would hate that person forever, but you can't hate Cube because it's Cube. But like in this movie, I hated him. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all dark. Okay, so moving on to another dark topic. <laughs> Myron. Um, <laughs> stalking is a behavior and not a mental disorder. So mm-hmm. while mental disorders can play a role in stalking, it's kind of dependent on the symptoms that are experienced in the context of the situation. So mm-hmm. according to the stalker profile, Stalkers present with a wide array of mental disorders with psychosis often playing a role for those with intimacy seeking or resentful motivations, while personal personality disorders, depressive and substance misuse are common amongst those with rejected, resentful or predatory motivations. But I also was like, hmm, Myron specifically might, um, I would like to do more assessment for a possible delusional disorder with erotomanic type where you believe that mm-hmm. that you and you and that other person are in a relationship because he was like, I make sure you get home every night. Yeah. Oh, so you've been doing this all <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. That makes it so much better. <laughs> so I would want to assess to get more information. Does he feel like this is part of their relationship and this is like he's courting her or he's protecting her in some way? Like what exactly is it in yeah. your mind where you feel like this is? Hmm. Hmm. 
And like he wouldn't give none of the other girls a dance. He only wanted Diamond. Just mm-hmm. uh, poor Diamond. The worst month ever. Ever. If you're ever feeling <laughs> down, think about what Diamond went through. <laughs> that no, we do not want to invalidate your <laughs> your feelings. We just, just want you to know that if Diamond can overcome, <laughs> so, so can, can you. you. No, but seriously, compare that shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, damn, like, do you got a stalker? Like, be grateful you don't have a stalker in your life right now. Okay. Just saying. <laughs> you need you need to put something on your gratitude list. Put that. I'm grateful I don't have a stalker. I'm grateful I don't have a, a boss named Della Bill. I'm grateful I don't have a bitch ass cousin living with me. I'm grateful. I'm grateful I haven't been sexually assaulted by one of my co-workers. That part. I'm just grateful, you yeah. <laughs> And then when you start doing that, then you really start to see just how, how great you are. Man, Diamond went through it and like she really did. did not like, other people might have crumbled with the amount of stressors that she was experiencing. Mm-hmm. And all Diamond did was bring a gun to, to the job. All Diamond did was go to sleep in class. Everybody out the motherfucking dressing room, please. She sounded so Chicago. So everyone's accent. These please. people. I guess we really are just talking about how uh, Atlanta, it adds to how Atlanta just attracts people from everywhere because no one changed their accents. No. All. No Mm-mm. one tried to sound like they were from Atlanta. Not even a little bit. Only the people from Atlanta sounded like they was from Atlanta. And it was only mm-hmm. like three of them motherfuckers in the whole movie. But okay. Yeah. Is that where this takes place? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Because Ice Cube had foresight and knew that Atlanta was going to be stripper capital of the world. Hey. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like with her wanting to go to a HBCU versus a PWI and her daddy calling it a nigga college. I was like, no, oh, not a no. nigga college. Okay, that shit was disrespectful. I was like, excuse me, sir. Any closing thoughts, final words? Burning desires, as they say in AA. I feel like this is such a great movie. Um, I think everyone needs to watch it, you know, to learn about how to be an entrepreneur wow. um, or a stripper. I was about to say, because they didn't have a business. Only Dollar Bill and Ronnie did. <laughs> yeah, just, just there's a lot of a lot of things to be learned from this. Okay. So that's that. Watch the Is movie. Is it though? Okay, yeah, it's a great movie. I don't I don't know if there's any necessarily as many lessons as we're uh being yeah. told here, but it's a it's a great film. Learned. See it with your third eye. Oh wow. If you would like to support the show to help us get more content out to you all. You can visit our website and follow the support the show link to become a Patreon member or donate on our cash app. Now we're happy to get the kind of money that jingles, but we rather the kind that folds. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the DSM podcast, and you can subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, go ahead and leave us a comment because we are counselors and actually care about what you have to say. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Okay, bye. You cinephiles.